Welcome to another place in time Where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive Hey everybody, welcome to Dead or Survive. It's me, your favorite host, Rob Riches. And I'm your actual favorite host, Cheryl Riches. Not by voting. We had a vote. I'm actually the favorite. There was no vote. He's full of lies. No, Teller I, of untruths. I asked the dogs. <laughs> the dogs would pick me 100%. I feed them. I had food. You don't feed them. You're starving them. <laughs> the poor dogs. You're not giving them any food. If anybody out there wants to call the Humane Society, my wife is not feeding the dogs. I am too. They're on a diet. They're fat. They're not fat. They're fat. They're lovable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been another week how have yes. you been doing good good got another week in cambridge in so a little break from the every ordinary day working thing so that's good yeah it's nice to have a little change yeah and paint shop's going well yay no <laughs> yeah. it's not no it's not we had issues <laughs> however well ladies and gentlemen we actually have a in-house Surprise guest. We do so. She is Mama the, Wilson, the maker of your favorite host. <laughs> it's not my mom. <laughs> but after you hear this story, you might understand Cheryl a little bit better. <laughs> Mama has a surprise survival story for you all. So we thought we would have her here to tell you. What happened? <laughs> so just for a uh, introduction, Mama Wilson is from the Hamilton area. We won't tell you where in case you stalk her afterwards for uh, signatures and uh, what's right. that stuff? Though? Autographs. Right. You say, yeah. say hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. We're just warming up. Listen, oh, you, you've got your drink. That's the important. Take okay. a big old gulp. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> That's how Cheryl gets through it. Screwdriver. Uh, I'm having a screwdriver. (laughs) So mom has uh, four children. Three of them are normal. One is Cheryl. (laughs) Nine cockatiels. (laughs) Yep. She has lots of birds. Uh, She does motorcycling. um, Usually rides on the back and uh, slaps Daddy Wilson around. uh, (laughs) He's also here. He's in the background. Say hi, Dad. And uh, she also enjoys uh, gardening, camping, and scuba diving. She was also worked with the scouts and helped out with all that. And uh, so did uh, Cheryl's dad. And then worked at a jail as well. So she's been all over the place. I bet she has some like great jail stories, but we're not going to get into that today. (laughs) No, because most of them were probably about you growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Bailing her out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Cheryl's out of jail, just so you guys know. Her mom and dad both worked out of jail, and they were able to bail her out quickly. Listen, I just never got caught. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Linda. It wasn't breaking the law. She got caught. <laughs> so the, uh, how the format's going to go a little bit today is we're going to talk to Mama Wilson, and we're going to get her story. Um, she actually was struck by lightning yep. uh, several years ago, back when I think Cheryl was probably 20 in 94. 27? No, not 27. Yeah. I don't know. Cheryl's so much older than me, I lose track sometimes. I wasn't even 20. I was doing the math in my head. Wait a second. No, you're trying to age me. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think you were 20 in 94? I wasn't. Oh, I think you were. 
No. Yeah. I can tell you I wasn't. You I couldn't that. five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, Mama will tell her story, and then Cheryl is still going to do a little bit of a, a smaller survival story, and then we'll get into your favorite part, it's, which is mine. It's small, but it's good. It's small, but it's good. Yes. <laughs> so without further ado, I will let Cheryl and her mom uh, carry on, and I'll just sit back here and uh, criticize everything they say. <laughs> we, we, when you tell your story, we'll probably interrupt you and ask questions. That's just how it goes. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So, we open up. Here we go, Mom. What year was it? Uh, Nineteen ninety-four. And what were you doing? Well, it was a nice sunny day, and back then we were trying to get as many kilometers on our bicycle as we could. So, yeah, wait a minute, a bicycle without a motor? Yeah, we had we didn't have the motorcycle yet. That's that's a thing. There's <laughs> bikes without there's bikes without motors. <laughs> yep. Oh. And uh, no, and it was a sunny day though. Keep that in mind. Yeah, that's, beautiful. That's not so beautiful, you know, puffy clouds, blue sky. No, keep in mind that she was on a bike without a motor. That's no, it. Wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't on the bike yet. <laughs> so we decided we would go for a ride, and I went out into the shed and I got our bikes out. And my husband wasn't out yet, so we had this. Good job, Brad. Way to train her. Yeah. Way to get everything ready. There we go. That's perfect. I just threw up my screwdriver all over the place. It's a mess in here now. That's okay. You can clean it later. <laughs> anyway, we had a Springer Spaniel, and he had left a mess. Uh, I'll explain our backyard. We have an above-ground aluminum swimming pool. Like a yeah, it's a big one too. It's yeah, not, it's like a it's big... a it's an Esther Williams. It's a it's she's twenty four by sixteen by twenty four, and behind the swimming pool, I had an aluminum clothes hanger, one of those umbrella things, and I also had like a seventy foot ash tree. So I'm behind the pool, bending down underneath this umbrella. On a sunny day. On a sunny day. <laughs> yeah. I got my little shovel. I bend down to poop scoop. And there was a flash of lightning and a boom. Like right after each other. And I remember jerking up, standing up, and making this ooh sound. So I figured now that was me losing my, my, my lungs closing because everything went. How did that like, sound go? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm thinking at the time, what the heck is that? Because I never so am I. I wasn't even there. <laughs> and I turned my head. So now I'm away from the pool, looking towards the house, going behind the garage. So I flew from behind the pool through a space where my husband saw me fly. Yeah, because he just happened to be standing at the back window watching all of this. He was having to drink a water, right? <laughs> and I went flying and hit the ground behind the pool so he couldn't see anymore. He's running outside going, what am I going to tell our parents? What am I going to tell our parents? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was terrified I was dead. <laughs> well, yeah, you got hit by lightning. <laughs> right, on the top of the, right on the top of the head. So anyway, when he finds me, he says, my eyes are going like a million miles an hour, and I'm out cold, and slowly I come back, and he looks at me and says, honey, I have to get you in the house because your nose is bleeding. Well, I had so much pain in my face, my head, my nose, I thought when I came up, I hit the side of the pool and I took the side of my face oh, off. God. That's how much pain I was in. So he helps me in the house. 
I got a little tiny V tear in the, my nose. But the top of my head is just covered with red dots. Couldn't wash my hair for a week because of the pain. So then he wants to take me to the hospital. I'm in the bathroom sitting on the floor. I'm sure I'm going to well, be sick. Did you think, like, what, where'd, you, where'd you want him to take you? Yeah, he, she didn't go. You didn't go to the hospital. No. No. <laughs> I sat on the floor in the bathroom beside the toilet. I was going to be sick. So he's fighting with me. Well, meanwhile, while we're arguing about taking me to the hospital, I could hear thunder. And I, I heard this storm coming. Well, there was no way in God's earth I was going to go outside. I, I, okay, I can't blame her for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go. So um, I guess a few days later, I went to my chiropractor. Well, first of all, you called me. <laughs> you yeah. called me. I called you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, before you went to your chiropractor, you called me and you were like, I got hit by lightning. And I was like. No, you weren't. And then I started laughing. That's and right. I couldn't stop laughing because this story just sounded like absolutely insane. Like my mother has turned into a crazy woman and she's telling me she got hit by lightning and she's at home and she didn't go to the hospital. Like the whole story was just bananas. And her brothers all laughed too. I went to the chiropractor and Brad explained to him what I had done. And he examined me and he said, oh. I've never seen you so straight. You are absolutely perfect. <laughs> so when I got hit on the top of the head, all my muscles contracted. And I, that's what made, I made myself fly because everything went stiff. That's when the air came out of my lungs. And I was perfectly, perfectly straight. Well, everything happens for a reason, okay. I guess. But the nice thing is, the doctor said he... If you ever get hit again, you get yourself to the hospital because you can have a heart attack within 24 hours. And I said, what do you mean if I get hit again? He goes, chances are if you're with a group of people, you're the one that's going to get that hit again. That is so strange. I don't. I wonder why that is. I don't know. <laughs> so every is. time there's lightning, I'm very cautious. Well, and everybody leaves me. And every time, I, and I'm like super paranoid of standing outside when it starts. Like I love to sit on. I love watching a storm from like inside the house. I love that. But if there is a storm coming, I'm like, get inside now, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I used to have like curvy hair. Now I've got tight curly hair. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I live to tell the day. And oh, I lost my bits of memory. And another thing that kept happening, every time I touched anything electrical, I blew the fuse. <laughs> and my husband kept saying, you can't be doing that. You can't be holding that's that electricity. That's and not went, possible. That's, yeah, he kept arguing. But I, he said, but don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> so well, I figured I was a survivor in that I, one. You're yeah, absolutely a survivor. Absolutely. And it's good that you're here and fun. And we love spending time with you. However... Uh -oh. okay. I do have several questions. Okay. So as I was listening to your story. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was playing with something on the table and made a noise. <laughs> as I'm listening to your story, I've got a couple of things. One, do you think that maybe you were possibly struck by lightning because you were about to go on a bike ride without a motor? Like, that was God's way of punishing you? <laughs> like, don't go? Because well, that's what I'm thinking You know happened. what? Maybe. It, it, it drove me to go buy a motorcycle for my husband. So or, but maybe... 
she was going to go out and get hit by a car and get killed, right? Like maybe it did. Either happen, way, this right? all comes back to getting on a bike without a motor. I just this is <laughs> I never I... even got on the bike. Exactly, because yeah. God <laughs> said no. The rain. I never went back outside. <laughs> uh, and my second question, and obviously everybody that knows me knows that I'm in the comic books and stuff. So what superpower did you get? <laughs> like the flat, the flash could run fast after getting struck by lightning. I can zap you. You can zap me? <laughs> <laughs> if you have any breakers in you, you're done for. <laughs> I don't know. Have I changed? <laughs> uh, I think just the only thing I've noticed is your memory got a little fried. That's the only thing yeah. I've noticed. And I I repeated myself for a while. Right. I say you'd word. be like, "Can you put this milk in the closet?" And I'd you know, all be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, stop it! You know what I mean." Okay, so then <laughs> put the milk in the tree is what I said. <laughs> so then I have one more question. Uh -oh. uh, were the pelicans? Uh, in Florida, before or after the lightning strike? Oh, Is that were, when the penguins? Were, no, no, that was well before the lightning. Okay, so the penguins flying in Florida were before <laughs> yeah. the lightning yeah. strike. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah. <laughs> I made a mistake and yelled out penguins <laughs> instead of pelicans, and I looked around. I had no family. <laughs> we all took off. We're like, and we I'm, don't know her. I'm standing on the beach all by myself looking, looking at, at the penguins. The pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm just verifying if it was actually the lightning or maybe it was always there. You never know. <laughs> yeah. oh, well. well, that was a very good job. Mom. Yeah, Thank you. very good job. <laughs> so now for the second part, if you want to hang around, what Cheryl does is she'll read us a story. Okay. Um, she'll probably have to, yeah, she'll read us a story. You got your second story already? I, I have my story. Yep. Yeah. So she will read us a story and uh, I haven't heard it. So the way it works is I don't hear any of the stories beforehand. Cheryl doesn't hear mine. And we kind of just comment as we go through on some of the stuff. So hang out and uh, have some fun with us. So now that mom's done that, all that work for you, you're getting off lucky every time <laughs> I, I turn am, around, I'm right? I'm getting off really lucky this Michelle week. Michelle sends you in a story, you get to read hers. Now, <laughs> yeah. mom, how come none of mine come around? Well, because you have, there's a lot more stupid people in the world, honey. you got lots more to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you're going to do a second story first. You're going to ooh and awe your mom and dad with your amazing story. I am. They're going to be so impressed, I swear. All right. So you got a story? <laughs> I do. You got a drink? I have a drink. Then let her rip, potato chip. Okay. Today, I'm going to tell you a survival story on a Canadian. Ooh. Yeah. And her name is Misty Cockrell. I so, thought Canadians just survived everything. Have you seen her in winters? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this, this is a special. This isn't just like the elements. This is a special one. So mom and dad may remember this story. Actually, I don't because I was like a baby, I'm sure. So, this is, so 1950? <laughs> On October 13th, 1995. <laughs> so you were 21. Yes, I was not. 15-year-old <laughs> Misty Cockrell and her friend, 16-year-old Tanya Smith, were at a party in Abbot, Abbot, uh, Abbotsford, British Columbia. Uh, around midnight, they left the party and started walking home. And on their way home, they were joking with each other, saying how it was Friday the 13th. And Misty was like, watch some guy jump out of the bushes and try to rape us. Seriously? Spoiler alert, this is foreshadowing. <laughs> Are you getting back into rape ones again? How many times have I told you to stop doing rape ones? That's never going to happen, so stop asking. It's never ah! going to happen. <laughs> Anyways, they laughed it off and continued walking. 
And then they stopped. Oh, yeah, because that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Well, they were joking. They, it's like, ooh, it's Friday the 13th. It's creepy out. It's midnight. We're mm-hmm. walking home from a party. This is the perfect setup to a horror yeah. movie, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, they stopped when they heard a man's voice behind them asking if they wanted to party. Of course they did. Right. And they're like, whatever, creeper. And they kept walking. And then when he asked again, they turned around and saw that he was noticed. They noticed that he was holding an aluminum baseball bat. He ordered them into this little clearing, like that he pushed them through the bushes and ordered them into this little clearing and told them to take off their clothes. Misty began to beg for their lives, promising to keep the encounter a secret. She debated running for help, but she was afraid to leave her friend behind. Misty decided to try and stall him by faking an asthma attack, but the attacker didn't believe her. He just looked at her and laughed and said, if she really had asthma, she'd have one of those puffer things. By this time, the girls were on their hands and knees, and the guy was fumbling with his zipper. And Misty noticed that while he was fumbling with his zipper, he had put the bat down, and she saw her chance. I was going to say, so not only did he, he somehow got them crowd in there with just a baseball bat and then yeah. held them both. Yeah, well, Misty was afraid to leave Tanya behind and Tanya, same thing, was afraid to leave Misty and neither one of them wanted to incite the fury or whatever, right? Like a baseball bat would hurt, obviously. Yeah, I guess. It just seems odd that they, you know, they both ran separate ways. He's only going to chase one of them. Yeah, but wouldn't you feel bad for the rest of your life if they chased the other one and not you? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) How close were they? (laughs) Anyways, when he had the bat down, Misty grabbed it, and she started hitting her attacker across the back while he was trying to rape Tanya. And she said so many thoughts were running through her head. She said, at first I thought, maybe he'll just rape us and let us go. And then I thought, what if he has a disease? And what if he has HIV? We're dead anyways. So I hit him. Unfortunately, the guy overpowered her, grabbed the bat, and beat her into unconsciousness. Yeah. Ouch. You know what? These bushes that he in this little clearing, it was like the bushes right beside the ICU unit at the hospital. Like bold. Really Very bold. Very bold, yeah. Yeah. Um and the she was angry. But you know, in saying that, sorry for interrupting again, but in saying that, if it's an ICU unit, you know, you, you got ambulances coming in there and grieving parents and people, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, are yeah, you really? Yeah, people are hyper focused. Yeah, right? they're really, this is where I want to go. So you're not really checking out the bushes when you go in. It's not like if you were walking through a park or something, right? So it yeah. may not be. That's true. I mean, that's true. People are going there for a reason, not just for a leisurely stroll. Yeah. Anyways, she could see her high school from where this was happening to. And she said that. The last thing she remembers was seeing her school and she was angry because she said, it's, it's the last thing I'm going to see. And I hate that place. <laughs> that pissed me off too. Like, could you imagine working somewhere for 30 years and that's oh, yeah. the last thing I you know. see when you die? I say that all the time at work. I'm like, if I die here, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll just put a pile on beside you and keep going anyways. It'll be all good. Um. Misty regained consciousness in the parking lot and she walked into the hospital. When she walked in, the triage nurse screamed. And Misty says she remembers thinking, man, whoever came in behind me must must be in really rough shape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. She was rushed into surgery for serious skull fractures. Later that morning, Tanya's badly beaten body was found in a river. Oh, so she didn't make it. She didn't make it. But... Misty can't say she didn't try, right? Like she no, did absolutely. Every, right? She so, did everything she could. Yeah. Uh, she would have died in any case because of the injuries from the beating, but it was established that she had been drowned. 
Okay, this is where it starts to get even weirder. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you were starting to bother me. I thought it was going to be very light. <laughs> Police came and saw Misty and gave and she gave a description of the attacker. She said that Tanya's killer was six foot, had a slim build, and was probably in his mid-30s. And they did a sketch of the man that was released to the media, and he became known as the Beast of BC. After the attack, this guy started doing all these like weird and terrible things that eventually led to his capture. He started making phone calls to the police and emergency services, in which he refused to give his name, but clearly identified himself as the killer and threatened to kill more. I wonder if that's because they gave him a name. Yeah. Now I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, police traced the call to a phone booth and went to take fingerprints from the phone, but there was none. Like everything had been cleaned. And later they got another phone call that they would, they, they recorded. They were ready for it. And he said, do you think that I would have been stupid enough to leave fingerprints behind when I make a phone call? Are you having trouble finding the killer? I'm the one giving you a chance to try and find me. I'll be cruising around looking for someone else. Just want to let you know who I am. It was later found out that he actually attended Tanya's funeral. So it, that, that's, that's creepy. You know what though? That's normal. Like that. Well, I know they usually like to <laughs> yeah. go back and see the, see the, yeah, I know, but that's just, yeah. So I think now most of the time, if there's like a serial killer on the loose or whatever, they'll have police at the funerals and they'll be taking pictures or videos of everybody in the, in the service to try to recognize a face. Yeah. Cause they like to relive their, uh, their crime and stuff. Yeah. On February 17th, 1996, he called the only radio station in Abbotsford and told the producers to look outside in the parking lot. This is messed up. Tanya's headstone was found lying on top of the station's news cruiser. So they have those little news cruisers that go around for events or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Her headstone had crushed in the front, the engine. Yeah. How much effort would that take? Well, not only that, but why her? Why is he fixated yeah. on her? That's and you know what? And I think it all goes back to because that's when he got famous and got his name. Probably, yeah. Because they're always saying, "Don't name these guys." Don't name. You know what I mean? Now he's got to keep trying to up right. the ante, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep keep looking at me over here. Uh, threats and profanities written in pen had been scrawled across a picture of Tanya, which was engraved on it, and there was a note saying, "Misty, I'm coming for you." Like straight out of like a Jason or Freddy movie. That's what I wrote here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's almost like I know what you did last summer, right? He's tracking them. <laughs> Jesus. Two days later, a note taped. At least in my stories, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not as good, is it? Like, yeah, I would like to survive if something like this is going to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> anyways, two days later, a note taped around a wrench was thrown through the window of a random family that was unconnected with the case. So they're just sitting around watching Alf or whatever in this wrench. Alf. <laughs> <laughs> and this wrench comes through the front window. Um, the note mentioned three other assaults for which Tanya's killer sought credit. He had, but he had made a mistake. He left a thumbprint on some tape around the package and there was DNA on the body. So police arranged for the broadcast of recordings of the telephone calls from when he called. Somebody heard the recording and called the police saying, I think that's my brother. And his mother agreed and said, yeah, I think that's my son. Like how horrible, how horrible that you have to say, yeah, that's my son's voice. So they, this, it's good that they did it though. There's yeah, some out there that would just do everything totally, in their power to totally, protect them and yeah. stuff. Right. And then it just goes on even longer. Yeah. So the guy that they were saying that this is it was, his name was Terry driver. They took the fingerprint that they found in the tape and they matched it to Terry. 
and police arrested Terry in May of 1996 and matched his DNA to the DNA found on Tanya. At the trial, Terry claimed to have found the girls unconscious. He didn't beat them. Oh, of course not. <laughs> right. He said that, yes, he raped Tanya, the unconscious girl that he found, and then threw her into the river, and then he drove Misty to the hospital. I don't, how is that better? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand why you would say that in trial. Just say, yeah, I did it. Like, what he's, his story is not better than what he's claiming that, that actually happened. Okay, this guy went around, beat women, raped them, and you think that he's sane? You know That's what to true. say? That's true. <laughs> Maybe. Like, let's let's yeah. put this into perspective. <laughs> that's true. Uh, he claimed that he had Tourette syndrome. Well, that's so he just yelled profanities, and that's <laughs> yeah. how she got raped. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Obsessive compulsive disorder and attention deficit disorder, and who doesn't have OCD and ADD? Like, you can't say that that's the reason that you raped and killed somebody. You have ADHD. Can you even have enough time to focus on being somebody plus raping? Right yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he asked that these conditions be considered to explain his actions. He used this argument to explain that the confessions that he gave were false and, the, and a product of his disorders. Badass Misty testified at the trial and said, nope, that's not what happened, and told the judge the real story. And the entire time she was like looking Terry right in the face and, like, and she didn't back down from him, not for a, sec not for a second. So... Uh, the judge didn't believe Terry. He was convicted of first-degree murder and attempted murder. And the de judge declared him a dangerous offender and gave him a mandatory life sentence. Driver was later convicted of two other assaults that were mentioned in the note attached to the wrench. So there you go. You did that to yourself, right? Well, you know, with OCD and ADHD and stuff, it probably wasn't his fingerprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't my fault. No. <laughs> Uh, Terry Driver died of cancer while still incarcerated at Mountain Institution on August 23rd, 2021. And a lot of these guys that go to jail for these really horrific crimes, it seems like cancer gets them. Like cancer will get you. Good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Misty is now an advocate of victims' rights and is devoted to helping others who were in similar situations as she was. She now has a daughter who she named in memory of Tanya. And that is... The That's a weird name. In memory of Tanya? No. <laughs> Her daughter's name is Tanya. Oh. <laughs> and that is Misty Cockrell, my short story today. My short badass Misty Cockrell story. Nice. Yes. Nice. I'm glad she got to get a couple whacks of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's most of the time what I want to do. I just, and cancer ate them. Yes. Cancer got them. Yeah. It's funny, though. If, like, seriously, if you look at a lot of these people in prison, they're rotting away with cancer. And now for the point of the podcast that everybody wants to hear. My story's done. Nope. Everybody wants to hear. <laughs> well, maybe not this week because Mama Wilson's here. But normally, <laughs> but, uh, it would be me. Everybody okay. waits for this part. Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah. This is where, like, okay, it's done. So I better go do the dishes while the rest just plays out in the background. That's right. You should. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you said it. I did. <laughs> so we are recording one day earlier than normal because uh, of two reasons. One, Mama Wilson's here. But number two, Sunday, March 13th is new Batman movie day. Oh, I'm surprised it, it didn't happen earlier, really. That's right. I waited a week to go and see the new Batman movie. Yep. <laughs> yep, and it's I'm, driving me nuts. I bet. <laughs> Normally, I would have already seen it 
two or three times already, but this time some friends invited me out. So out I of hope res- they know how special they are. So out of respect, <laughs> <laughs> I've held off. I've developed a small twitch because of it, <laughs> but I'm okay. I went and see my doctor. He gave me some sleeping pills and some pills to calm me down <laughs> throughout the day. So they're uh, they're all working fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong. <laughs> really, there's no issues at all. So. Had we done this episode Sunday, we would have uh, missed out on Mama Wilson. Right. So that would have been sucky. Right. And that was a pretty cool story. I mean, I know it, but you guys don't. Exactly. And it probably would have turned into a Batman movie review, which would have been awesome, but not really what you want to hear from me. Not why people are here. (laughs) But if you want to talk about Batman, (laughs) or want an episode where I talk about Batman... You can email us at Debtor Survive you Podcast. You probably honestly at, start your own podcast just on Batman, I bet. Maybe, but you could email us at Debtor Survive Podcast at gmail.com and convince my wife, and we will do that. And she is shaking her head now. Well, I'm just I'm wondering where on earth I'm going to come up with a Batman survival story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, there's ways to do it. So anyways, if we email in and all that stuff, we can work on her. But anyways, let's turn our our uh, fascination onto our second favorite hero, Johnny. Johnny. We love Johnny. Yes. Johnny, my parents might not know who Johnny is. You might have to explain. So what I do for um, uh, when I do the Darwin Award. So Darwin Award is anybody that has done something um, really silly and has passed away or a very rare living Darwin where they've done something um, to themselves and they can no longer contribute to the gene pool. Right. So it's called a Darwin Award. So people who have been eliminated, their evolution has eliminated them from the gene pool. That's why they're Darwins. Right. So, um, yeah, but because people are dying and stuff like that, and, and, and these are all true stories, you can go look them up anywhere. I've decided to change the names. I didn't think it was, you know what I mean? Because even though it's a silly... You know, and it's a Darwin Award. Someone still did pass away. There's still family out there. So I call everybody Johnny. So that way, if you want to go look up the story, you can. But Yeah, just a respect thing, right? Yeah, just uh, sort of there. So Johnny is our hero of my stories. Always. Always. (laughs) And what did Johnny do this week? Oh, yeah. Johnny went to the movies. It's amazing how that all wraps in, right? (laughs) A segue. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And he went in, in jolly old England. So how do you die at the movies, do you ask? Did he eat too much popcorn and choke? Because that's how my wife would go. <laughs> yes. That is, awesome. I... <laughs> that is the only reason for going to the movies is the popcorn. <laughs> um, so there's that. But no, it wasn't the popcorn. Maybe he drowned in his favorite drink. Because you can drown in a glass of water, you know. Yeah, it'd be hard to do, but you could do it. <laughs> nope. Not that either. So was Johnny shot or stabbed? Nope. He was killed by electronics. What kind of electronics? <laughs> you ever seen the movie Maximum Overdrive? Like, is that when the trucks come to life? And yeah, then- so that, that, that movie became really, really real. So what it is, it's uh, an old Stephen King movie with Emilio Estevez, where all the machines come to life and try to kill humans. Um, and it would be really, really freaky if that's the movie he went to see. It doesn't tell you what movie it was, but <laughs> yeah. I really hope that that's the movie he was <laughs> Let's watching. Let's just say that that's yeah. it. That's he was there it. watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, But anyway, so back on track. Johnny had done what you're supposed to do at the movies, right? And he shut off his cell phone and watched the the whole movie. 
And then when you reach, uh, when you reach the end of the movie, the first thing we all do is grab our cell phones because we all think we're that important that we need yep. to check right away. <laughs> yeah. Who called me? What did so, I miss? Yeah. So as he grabbed for his phone, it uh, slipped out of his hand or did it jump? Ooh. <laughs> Either way, it uh, fell between the seats. And uh, on this little excursion, Johnny had uh, spared at no expense. So he was sitting in the VIP section with big lounge chairs. This must have been a recent event then, if there was a VIP section. Well, so this, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. So this cine, cinema complex at Star City has 25 screens. Holy. So it's a really big one, yeah. And then including, in, in, in those three, it includes um, three, or in that 25, it includes three gold-class um, rooms. And in the gold-class rooms, the emphasis is on comfort and luxury. So the rooms include popcorn. That actually Ooh, comes, it comes with, with it. it. comes with oh, popcorn. They need those in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's for adults only, yeah. so you don't have the kids running Crying. around and doing all that yep. and it also has a licensed bar so you can go up and get drinks or have drinks delivered to you in your seat and it has the uh the um the big lounge chairs and nice. all that stuff so johnny was lighting it up like he was just living large um he was there with a partner so maybe a little bit of a date action happening nice anyways because of the the room johnny had uh the big lounge chairs so johnny lifted up the footrest and stuck his head under the footrest uh, and the seat. He stuck his entire head under? Underneath the foot. You know, you look underneath your footrest to see oh, underneath your chair, okay. right? Yeah, okay, you lift yeah, up the yeah. footrest to go underneath because he's looking for his phone now, okay, right? Right. You know what I mean? So it's up, yeah, looking yeah. underneath. Yeah. You with me? I'm with you. Okay, Johnny. <laughs> um, and then and went under there to look for his phone. This is where the footrest decided to clamp down on Johnny's head. Come on. Yep. This is totally maximum overdrive. I know, right? So, <laughs> so not... was his date standing there pushing the button going, hee, hee, hee. Well, I don't think so because it says his partner and several moviegoers and the staff worked hard to free him. So they don't know why this thing came down. They don't know what it wow. was. It wouldn't go back up with the electronics. It wouldn't raise back up. And they, they finally had to break the footrest to get him out. Wow. So at this time, by the time they got him broken out of there, Johnny had gone into cardiac arrest. And uh, moviegoers, once again, started performing CPR. So like he panicked himself into a heart attack? Yeah. Yeah, he got so panicked and worked up that he gave Damn. himself a heart attack. Um, they did CPR until the ambulance arrived. But Johnny still passed away a few days later. Uh, they did an investigation, but it never said why or how um, that, could, that could actually happen. They found no faulty wiring. They found nothing. That's crazy. That is straight out of a Stephen King movie. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going maximum. We're going back yep, to our horror Maximum movies. overdrive. Yep. Just like yep. I was yep. in, in with uh, Freddie and Michael Myers and whatever. You're in with Stephen King. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we do this sometimes that our stories cross over, but definitely. And uh, yeah, so I think the phone and the chair were in on it. I don't know what he did to the phone, but they were in on it. And for story number two. All right. Um, I have another rare living Darwin Award. Oh. Yeah. So if you uh, have not listened to last week and you're just listening to this week, what is wrong with you? First of all, <laughs> yeah. why do you stop at start at 18? Right. Like, I agree that you should skip one and two because they're horrible. Don't, yeah, don't, don't go number two. <laughs> <laughs> but not all the way to 17, for God's sakes. <laughs> so, however, quick recap. If you do something silly 
and uh, are unable to reproduce from it afterwards, you can ha receive a rare Darwin Award. Which yeah, this I already is only your second. This is our 18th episode, and this is only your second. Yeah, because they are really hard to come by. But when I do, I really like to talk about them because sometimes they're kind of cool and right. funny. So. <laughs> Uh, so with that in mind, about Johnny number two, Johnny lives, oh, you're going to love this. I did this part just for you. Okay. So Johnny lives in a warm and sunny Arizona town. Damn, Johnny. Where they hardly even ever have snow. I they are warm and tanned See, all hate, year round. I hate Johnny now. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel bad that he's about to die. <laughs> you never have to <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> yep. they, uh, they this is Cheryl at the end of March or even mid-March. What yeah. are we at any rate? Yeah. Well, this is Cheryl <laughs> after far too much snow and cold and bitter. <laughs> As mom said, March 12th. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can ride their motorcycle all year round. They don't have to shovel the snow. So now I'm a little sad too. <laughs> right. You should so, be. <laughs> anyway, the other stuff they do not have to do is have a permit to carry a firearm. Yeah, that's questionable. <laughs> you are also uh, not required to have a holster eater either. Eater, eater. <laughs> a holster eater. <laughs> a holster eater. Nope. Um, a holster either. This is why on November 27th, 2018, the Buckeye Police Department had to rush to Walmart. Now the oh, best this part. Is a Walmart story. Oh, this is also a Walmart. So that's the the best part of this. Okay, was not only that it was Walmart. But they were directed to the meat department of Walmart. Okay. And that's where they found Johnny and found that he has shot off his own sausage. Oh, no. Yep. So, In the meat department. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's no. the best part. So Johnny, <laughs> not wearing a holster, oh, no. thought he would put the firearm down the front of his pants. Okay, that's a bad idea don't do that at home yes. never put a gun in your pocket yeah it looks cool <laughs> on tv but you could lose your sauce in your waistband yeah, yeah. <laughs> so while walking around the the gun slipped down into johnny's jeans so when he went to pull it up he accidentally grabbed the trigger and the low-hanging fruit did not oh, stand God. a chance so not only did he shoot off his junk but the last thing he did before he shot off his junk was reach down and wiggle around everything in his pants. He had his hand way down in his pants while everybody in Walmart was watching. Yep. And then, bam, there goes his yep. junk. Pull up his gun. Not the gun that he... <laughs> <laughs> and his sausage rolls down his pant leg yep. onto the floor. <laughs> yep. So this is why if you're going to carry weapons, do it safely, okay? Or smoking barrel. Yeah. Or you could be shooting blanks. Oh. I mean... You should never go anywhere half-cocked, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, there was a whole lot of these. Oh, no. They were awesome. But did they... Okay, so like... So a gun nut? <laughs> a gun nut with no nuts. Oh, no. Oh, Here there we go. so many of them. So many. <laughs> um, but did they bob it that thing back on? Like <laughs> I wasn't looking that up. I didn't care. I guess Lorena Bobbitt just used like a... All I know is that the rest of the day, sausage was half price. No. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, I think so. <laughs> 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 so yeah i don't know if they surgery well obviously they must have done something but he can no longer reproduce because he made right. it into the rare living darwin award so i guess he uh you know you go to a turkey shoot and if you hit the right thing you can win some meat <laughs> 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 anyway 
you just had too much fun with that. I did. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I should have been. I should have just did the whole thing on that one and put a whole bunch of stuff afterwards. And now it's time for a call to action. Call to action. So we have we need, like music. Call to action. Call. <laughs> So we now have 919 listens. So our goal is to try to get a thousand by uh, the end of April. Okay, so we're well on our way. We need to tack another two weeks on that, probably because we took two weeks off, right? So mid-April, we're still. That's on what I said. I said the end of April. I think we're still right. close, right? I said we wanted to have it by the April. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, this is what happens. You always contradict me. Not contradicting. What were you doing then? I was trying to buy us some more time. Stop buying time. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> And on our last episode, we hit 35 yeah. within a week. So that's yeah, really that's good. Actually, I think that's probably our best. Probably one of our best. Yeah. Actually, yeah. for the now, we usually sit around 25 to 30. So our goal is 72. The reason why 72 is that boosts us up a little bit in our algorithm. Yeah. So if you have any friends out there that aren't listening, um, share it with them. Tell them yeah. to listen. Tell them to stop disappointing their parents. They should be listening to us. Yeah. And if you subscribe, then more people will see us. The more subscribers we have, the more people will see us. And the more people that sees us and the more people that subscribe, then the more merch we can get out there because we've got cool hats coming. Um, already got some up and going. So if you see me walking around and we got some toques already done and uh, we're going to start working on some Yetis. We have a new listener from South Africa. Yeah, that was Welcome. Exciting. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So we've got them all over the place now. And uh, again, welcome South Africa. Thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Yes. You can go one way or the other. If you really like it, share it with the friends you like. If you don't like it, share it with people you don't like. <laughs> We're okay. We don't we care don't who care, you share, share. With. Yeah, we're not picky. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, and thank you. And then, of course, always um, anybody that you can do uh, follow and do all that stuff, it's good. And if you have any exciting stories or yeah. anything you'd like to share, we you can We haven't asked for that lately, have we? No, mm -hmm. because you got all excited with the last one and you almost peed your pants. So <laughs> I thought we should take some time. Yeah, I would love to have some listener stories emailed. And how would they email them? At debtorsurvivepodcast at gmail.com. You know what? 18 episodes, I still don't like it. Well, you still better get used to it because it's not better. going anywhere. Mine was so much the better. other one was taken. I don't know who has that one, but it's gone. All right. <laughs> Anyways, now it's time for the main event. <laughs> yeah, this is. So this does is for... does Mama Wilson and Dad Wilson and Cheryl laugh at the dad joke that ends the podcast? Dad, this is how every podcast ends with a dad joke. So why should you not fart in the Apple store? I got nothing. Because they don't have windows. That was a good one. Dad laughed. Dad enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Rich is saying thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for telling your story, Mom. And goodbye. Bye.